0: Hi, welcome to this week's FOH. I'm Kelly Sullivan. I'm Lillian Devane. The hosts you know and love so much. So much. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, we really appreciate all the feedback we've been getting. Um, so much support. We love you guys yeah. so much. Please, we appreciate it. If you do love the show, we would love for you to um, review it. Throw Slap a five star on there. Write a dumb review. It can be like... These girls seem hot. Whatever you feel like. Yeah. I mean, if you think that. Yeah. I mean, you can lie also. Right. If you want. If you think we're ugly. <laughs> well, I don't know. You can Go fuck yourself. include that in the review. Yeah. I don't know. It's a podcast. You don't have to look at us. Yeah. It's anonymous. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, review, rate, and subscribe is what I'm saying. Yes, of course. <laughs> Please. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Uh, So this week, we are going to be talking about something a little bit serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously you all know Anthony Bourdain, one of the greats mm-hmm. passed by suicide this past week. Yeah. As two depression havers. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like two depression heads. Like we, <laughs> like we love depression. <laughs> yeah, we love it. <laughs> we're like, hell yeah. Yeah, we are. Yeah. We're two, this, I mean, I know a lot about it, so. Yeah. Inside counts. and out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we kind of wanted to uh, use use that death to our own... I'm just kidding. No, but we wanted to, like, use it as a touchstone, as sort of, like, a jump... Oh, my God, I almost said jumping off point. You can't say that in a oh show about gosh. suicide. That's funny. I mean, wh- how would you kill... Let's <laughs> not okay. Nope. that. <laughs> okay. I've thought about it. I'll tell you later. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Off but- mic, off mic. Great, great, great. Um, but, yeah, we wanted to talk about uh, sort of some of the mental health issues that arise specifically in the service industry. And a lot of times, I think, I think a lot of times the focus is on back of house because that seems to be like, I think high profile wise. Yeah. I mean, also back of house is a complete hell hole. Of course. It's <laughs> so. a completely different thing. Um, yeah, I guess there's not a lot, a lot of like high profile like servers who have killed themselves. <laughs> yeah, you just don't a really lot of become famous <laughs> off being like like, wow, they can really fucking clear a table. Yeah. But you shouldn't, so Yeah, exactly. Celebrity, as mentioned in our previous episode, celebrity bartenders are the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Yeah, it's really silly. Um I but I guess they are like whatever. I was like, it's gonna be it's kind of on par with the chef as far as creating stuff i par is the wrong, but yeah, like, but you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? No, 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 totally. There's, there's parody. There's yeah. parody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I think, I think we wanted to do an episode about this anyway. And then I right. think this happened and it's caused like a huge discussion and then also a huge emotional reaction from many people, but also particularly in the restaurant industry, in the restaurant where we work. Um, it, yeah, it's just been like a very, very intense week. Anthony Bourdain, I mean, we're not saying anything that you haven't already heard here, but just such a high profile person and also someone who I think was able to talk about so many aspects of the, the restaurant industry in such depth and with such compassion. Mm-hmm. And you can easily look at the restaurant industry and just see like Gordon Ramsay and, and think that it's like... I don't know, just like this inhumane thing. And Anthony Bourdain was always advocating for migrant workers and women and like expanding your palate, expanding your understanding of culture, culture. What is gourmet? Like it's, he was a true great. Yeah. And an amazing writer, beautiful writer. Hated Henry Kissinger. Yeah. He had a lot of, he hated brunch too, you know? God. Like, it. here's the thing, real quick, who, if front of house hates brunch, back of house hates brunch, it's really... You're on the wrong side of you're history. You're on the freaking wrong side of history with this one, everybody. I guess, I guess restaurant owners probably like brunch because they can make a million dollars off you eating eggs. Hell yeah. That's it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, it, it keeps the lights on in, in some places. Yeah. Because you can do, you can do a busy dinner's sales in brunch because the turns are so much quicker and just, like, knock that off. Yeah, knock that on the books. Anyways, he got it. Anyway, <laughs> and he was hot. Yeah, he was really... Uh, and he came... He, he like, also, like, addressed his own, like, the whole, like, toxic masculinity of kitchens and restaurants in a really thoughtful way and sort of... with. And and took responsibility for it and yeah. didn't just say, like, I'm not the problem, where he's, he sort of was like, this has been a problem, and I definitely participated in some parts of this, you know? So just, like, a thoughtful person who also approached food, even though he was at the top of, of this, like, specific scene in New York City, like, approached it, too, without this, like, privilege of, like, a white person going to another country that's, like, maybe a developing country and not just, like, a place of privilege in the, in that way. Like, he was such a listener and, like, such a genuine appreciator of people and, like, their stories and food. And it's, like, it's a big deal, you know? You don't yeah. see that very often. It's a huge loss. It's a huge loss, I think, for, like, truly for the world. Yeah. It's so sad. Yeah. Super sad. Uh, and affected me in a way that I didn't... I mean, you can't ever guess, like... You know, yeah. You that's can never... It's like, you, right. you never know, but sometimes those things hit you. And that was one that I was like, I was devastated. Yeah. It was super. And yeah, it was super sad and everyone was crying and it was like, yeah, a very, a very weird thing. And obviously like time a celebrity dies or anyone dies, I guess it, there's, uh, going to be like a big reaction, but because it was involving suicide and mental illness. Yeah. Um, It's an added layer and a conversation that is so long overdue in general. (laughs) Yeah, very much so. Very much so. And I think, and that's why we wanted to talk about that there is a conversation that is specific to the service industry, not specifically about suicide, but about the kind of mental health issues that you grapple with. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of articles out there that there was one study that was done a couple years ago that was like, um, sort of mapped out different categories of occupations and then mapped out from that, like, what is high stress? Yeah. And they, they had like a very like clickbaity title that was like. Servers are more stressed out than neurosurgeons. <laughs> yeah. You're like, mm, okay. I mean, no, <laughs> <Not really. laughs> uh, take it down a notch. S- scientists. <laughs> Sometimes it is like you want to be like, my job is valid. And then someone's like, it is the most valid thing. And you're like, well, okay, no. Yeah. Relax. It's, I'm not uh, the president. Yeah, it's a hamburger. Come on. Yeah. Um, that's what I like to say when people are just starting out in the service industry and I see they're really tense. I'm like, listen to me. No one is going to die over this oh, hamburger. Yeah. I it's say okay. that to everyone. I'm just like, it's just fucking pizza, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like if someone has to wait, and if they get mad at you, like just say that. Oh, they're getting mad at you about pizza? Exactly. You Fair. have to put you have to put it in that lens at some point because otherwise, otherwise it is as stressful as brain <laughs> surgery. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I think what was an interesting distinction was that they said that working as a um, as a server is high stress unpredictable but low control yeah they so were you... saying like they categorize it like four quadrants mm-hmm. and it was like like one of those like four point maps yep where it was like high control low control high stress low stress yep so it was like manual labor was like low stress low control brain surgery was high stress high control mm-hmm. um i think it was like teachers was high stress i can't remember
1: Probably like z-
0: out of control. <laughs> yeah, literally. I can't. I can't remember what it was considered to be high. Like, well, I think it was like architects had high control and low stress. Yeah, architect is the desirable just, job. Yeah, I mean that's the fake job that everyone wants. That of makes sense. Course. That's the one you throw out because you're like, yeah, you just look at a piece of paper with a ruler. Yeah, I think that's what it was. That they they and that was like the four that they pulled out. It was like manual labor, serving architect, doctor. Yeah the four the four houses of Hogwarts <laughs> don't you dare <laughs> I think and I think um, it's interesting because they added into that um, because say when a doctor gets off a shift for the most part they have because we've given this to them as a society they have they feel that they're respected yes and that they come away from their work because it's quote unquote important work which it's, I'm like <laughs> <laughs> well, Lillian's like. <laughs> Lillian's like, doctors are doing something allegedly important, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) She's like, but I have my sage with me, so riddle me that. You fucking weirdo. Comedy and new age things has (laughs) ruined my brain. I ruined myself. That is hilarious. God, I do, I'm not like an anti-vaxxer for the record. So anyways, doctors are doing important work. (laughs) I believe that doctors are real (laughs) and that they are doing important work. I am... Call a doctor for oh. me, I'm dying. <laughs> that is so funny. Anyways, but when they come away from their job, they feel that they are respected in society, because they are. They are. Um, as well, they should be. Eyes um, Anatomy, okay? Yeah. ER, hit, Chicago Hope. Things that we look up to. Yes. <laughs> Television programs. <laughs> Point of reference. <laughs> That's the only thing I really um, So And so when, you know, we are serving you and because our jobs are not considered, especially in America to be an important, respectable job. We only have cocktail. Okay. That's it. That's it. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And the the musical waitress, which now stars Catherine McPhee and Jason Mraz. Get out of here. Get out of here. Um, but yeah, so, uh, I think that was just an, that was an interesting distinction to me because I was like, yeah, I, I think, I don't know. I think yeah, that, no, I think that resonant, it was, it was resonant to me. I mean, I don't put myself on par with a brain surgeon, but it was resonant to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I think also, like, I have so much anxiety and depression that I was, like, reading their description of, like, what a server goes I through, an and an I was like, oh, my God, it is a fucking <laughs> nightmare. What am I doing? Like, the least <laughs> suited for this job. I'm like, what the fuck? Why? I mean, that is something that, I think it's interesting that I do think the service industry draws people who have pre-existing mental health issues in because it is a it is a job that is for like creative types like it's a job for like if you're like supplementing and like that is a stereotype in our society that like if you're creative you're like this depressed maniac but also like is true? Because if you're sensitive, you're going to be depressed because you're taking in more stimulus than other people. Stimuli, right. and whatever. And the fucking world sucks. Yeah, it's horrible. And if you're like keyed into that at all, you're, you are depressed. And I think... If you're not angry, you're not <laughs> paying attention. Oh my God. Yeah, I think that is totally true. And also because it's a quote unquote, not a professional environment, which yeah. we've mentioned before, it's like they were saying, they're like, this industry is more tolerant of uh eccentric behavior which is true like i've done shit at work where i'm like oh my god if i did that if i pulled that anywhere else they would be like yeah get the fuck out of here like do you know what i mean like not like meltdowns but i mean i've definitely been like upset yeah you know and like been you know in a way that like i'm not psyched about but like i definitely it gets to you sometimes you know and yeah and i think we've talked about here too there's such a level of intimacy with your coworkers that i don't think exists in other spaces that you're given that it's not just the the like physical environment or like the permission to like drink or whatever it's also the the people around you are saying like of course i'm i'm able to receive your emotion yeah like i mean just the other day i I just like we were in family meal and I just like was crying about something and everyone was like, okay, great. And then we just like worked together. Yeah. It wasn't like weird at all. Yeah. You, it is a very, because it's like, it's just, it's just such a strange thing to explain to other people because it does sound so insane because we were just like, it's a burger. Who cares? But also (laughs) you're like eight hours, 10 hours. Yeah. High stress. You're running around. I could like say, I could, sp- I've done that to you. where like, we're both stressed out and we might just be like, what are you talking about? Like stressed yeah. out, talk to each other, knowing that like, that's just the moment. And it's like, yeah, there's such a level of comfort mm-hmm. and that you can be angry at someone and you can be sad and you can be upset. But yeah, you are you are you are in that environment. It's so close, it can be so heated. And then at the end, you're friends again and and, yeah, and, and you've course. gone through that emotion with people in a way that you would not do with it. there's no other relationship besides like, your
1: I don't know fam- literally your family it's like your
0: family, you can get that mad right, and still have it be okay, <laughs> yeah. It's like family and like truly like dear friends. Yeah. But it's like, there's kind of nowhere else. And also if you were in an office and someone came up to you and was like, I CC'd you. And you're like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like it would be deranged. It would be frankly really weird. Yeah. But, uh, I can speak to people that way with no consequences. And that's why I love my job. Um, no, that's not true, but, but it is. I mean, I think that is like a really real thing. It's like, It's also, like, I think both of us, like, I couldn't handle working in a more restrictive environment because I would go crazy. And I think it's also a way where we unwind, where, like, we can speak that way to each other because we trust each other, but also because other, we can't show that to guests. So we're going, we're looking to each other to express these emotions that we can't during our workday, like imagine during your workday, I mean, you know, you have to behave a certain way at work that isn't necessarily you, but like, it's even more magnified when you are a server. Yeah. And you have to just be at somebody's whim and like not be yourself in this very different way than most people are at their jobs every day. Yeah. I think totally, totally. Yeah. It's, it's such a different extreme. Yeah. Because like where if you might, might think, I'm affecting a professionalism that isn't necessarily myself, but you still use like your same vocabulary and still, like, I don't know, you're just like able to be yourself more. Where, like, in the service industry, you really, you're not presenting a complete picture of yourself to guests. So it's much more extreme, like, what you have to hide and then what you're able to show. Again, yeah, totally. And I think it obviously varies depending on what job you have. Like, for example, I'm always half joking about how i want to work in a dive bar so i can just be like yeah go fuck yourself buddy like i just yeah th- yeah because totally. that's more me uh than being like sir let me check on that right away you know yeah yeah um and like i think uh that that yeah like a dive bar you get to do that more like fine dining you really don't get to like show any of yourself you're like i am a conduit for the steak <laughs> you receive or right like, whatever right yeah, whatever is valued at wherever you work, you yeah. know, <laughs> we're like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, and I think I think it's also, I mean, I think less so. There is such a stark difference for in a million ways between back of house and front of house, but I think that are both changing. But back of yep. house is like traditionally much more masculine. Much more, like, glorified trenches, drudgery, million-hour days, like, no days off. You're accidentally burning yourself. Like, it's, like, this, like, war zone kind of thing. Yeah, it literally is, like... Someone tweeted one time that they were like, chefs always act like they're in the bad boy army. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that is so true. They're like, I seen some shit. Yeah, and you're, you're like, like oh, okay. okay. <laughs> or they're just like, like, day off, what's that? I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's a day that you do stuff you like. It's I don't also know. like, you are, supp- like, it's so weird to valorize that because it's like, no, you're supposed to have that. Like, it's not. It is a restaurant, the restaurant industry also does extremely valorize you being like, I work so fucking hard that I almost gave myself a heart attack and I hadn't had a day off in 17 days. And that's front of house and back of house too. You'll talk to like front of house managers who are like, I haven't had a day off in 29 years. And you're like, that's not good. You're "You're a ghost. Go away. Like A, you're not able, you can't pour from an empty fucking pitcher. Yeah. So you're not being your best self to anyone around you. Right. And also- You should value yourself more than your fucking job, you narc. I mean, that is also the (laughs) bit. You're a cop. (laughs) No, I think... I get mad, I turn it around, I'm like, you're the problem. I think the difference is that... The counterpoint is that... (laughs) Sorry, I'm a psycho, I'm a psycho. No, 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 I'm just saying that, that back of house does feel like a lot of times... In those positions where they're like, this is my career. This is my whole life. This is what I want to do. Whereas a lot of times in front of house, that's not true. Where people are like, yeah. this is a fine job, but not they're not necessarily like a career yeah. person. Yeah. In the service and industry. That's true. And I think that, but it, it's such a feedback loop of saying this is my career and how I achieve the career is working 17 years. It's like, you can achieve the career and not. Like, look at a tenured professor. They don't do jack shit. Yeah. You know? Well, That's are... what you want to be as a chef. <laughs> <laughs> One of those, I, I was reading, too, that they, uh, I think it was in uh, the the Boston Globe had an article, but um, they were talking about how the work-life balance has changed so much for other industries. Yeah. God, I mean, I was, I, I think that those, as that's not necessarily true, because I think what a lot of those startups and those, like, fun workplaces do is just give you cereal and beer so that you work all of the time do you work more there so i don't really think that's necessarily true but i think that is it's becoming more of a conversation but in the restaurant industry it is definitely like there is the glorification of it's yeah it's lagging behind in so many ways i think um i mean that is a huge part of depression that we don't even have to get into but like, the reason that many, many people are depressed and many, many people are suicidal is because we live in a hell world where, like, no one has the means to take care of themselves and everyone is deprived, like, a full, vibrant expression of self because of capitalism. hmm And so, like, that's going to affect everyone. And then the restaurant industry is its own private hell. Yes. Yeah, that is a bummer. It is um, a huge bummer. It's, it is such a... It is, like, one of those things that when you, like... Ma- like make it such a when you look at the big 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 picture it's overwhelming and seems not able to be fixed like yeah. the reason why we're all so depressed and it's it's like kind of overwhelming but um i would was- start by fixing the subway okay yeah <laughs> you're listening cynthia yeah. nixon please <laughs> <laughs> she's like outside the door. Um what else is she doing? Riding the subway all day? She can she has time, you know. Yeah, she's not even the official nominee anymore. Whatever. Um God love her. God love her. <laughs> if you're listening. Uh I was I was talking to um, to my therapist about, I was like, yeah, I'm weirdly like can't stop crying about Anthony Bourdain to the point where I was like definitely wasted the other night just being like every day he probably woke up and chose life and he wanted to die and he chose life every day. And then one day he did not And my boyfriend was like, okay, let's go to bed. Um, <laughs> but it, I, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I was talking to my therapist about it and he was like, kind of went into like the duality of, of like existence and, by Anthony Bourdain and was like, Anthony Bourdain was somebody who loved life and embraced life and food and pleasure and like really, really with every part of his being, travel, like experienced all of life and he loved it. And he was like, and when you do that, you also encounter an equal amount of darkness, which I thought was like a really interesting way of framing that because so many people were like, how could this person who had all of this joy, you know, in, in his life do this? And it's like, Especially with celebrity culture, you're not allowed to express that darkness or or like be a part of it, you know? And I think like it, it, it's just all works together and that like that is like I think something that like we all feel is like, yes, like we're we're out there and we're like doing what we love, but you also like have this counterbalance and it's just like I don't know, I, I it's just like made me really think about the consequences of like doing what you love almost. I know that sounds like weird. No, it's true. And I think what, I mean, I think that so many people in the service industry are these like huge extroverts and are these like, I mean, both of us are. Oh, sorry. Are like people who are like, like love being around people and love talking to people and love interacting with people and love sharing themselves with people. And it's like. We give and we give. It's a lot of giving. And then also it's like that makes you like the more that you're around people, the more empathetic you become to them. And that is like, it is a burden. Yeah. And like, it's, and I mean, like you see like, like a lot of activists kill themselves too. And that's like the same, the same thing. It's like you, not that I'm again, not equating these two positions in life. no, But like, if you are like constantly around people and you're constantly like sharing yourself and taking on other people's, pain yeah like it it does like weigh on you of course and like and that's like it's such a joy when it is a joy and then when it turns on you it fucking does yeah and i think that's true like for me one of the like number one ways that i experience depression is like really intense self-isolation And I, like, truly, like, I go to work and then I, like, don't do anything else. Yeah. I, like, won't, like, I won't even respond to texts. I won't, like, like, to no one. Like, I don't talk to my mom. I don't talk to my dad. I don't talk to my siblings. Like, I'm literally just, like, like, and I always explain it. Like, I'm, like, I, like, become, like, an egg. Like, just, like, this one unit of, like, energy and personhood. And it that's, like, so closed off. Because it's, like, I just get so overwhelmed. Yeah. And that's like a huge way that I experience depression, yeah, and it's hard too when when our job because i've I've been there too, and it's like when your job is to like <laughs> again it's everyone has to go to work when they're depressed, but when you have to when your job is to like Be this person and this presence, and like that's why, like you know, like comedians killed. Like it's like you have to be this person and be on. And it's a performance. It's a performance, and and you're giving a lot, and you're taking a lot in. And when you aren't mentally stable or you're feeling low, like that is excruciating. It's really hard. Yeah, and it comes off in different ways. Like I've come to work where I'm like i can't i I could barely get out of bed but i have to go to work because if i don't show up i don't make money that's how it works you know and like you have to show up And also like for me it's like i also when i'm doing that when i know that i'm like self-isolating so much i'm like you have to go to work so you like literally have contact with the outside world it's true i mean it can make you i've felt better after shifts than i have sometimes i feel better sometimes i'm just like that's that's you just, you have to, or you will like truly lose yourself. Yeah. It's like not even to feel better, it's just to be like, to feel like stasis. Yeah. And routine is good for me too. Yeah, I think when I'm totally. feeling like that, it's good, you know, and I think you can hide a, I think you can hide a lot of problems around routine, which is why, like, again, if you don't ever leave work, if you're working a million hours, you don't have to think about yeah. those things. And so you see that happen where people take a second to look around and they're like, Oh my God, like what am, yeah. who am I, what am I doing? And, and I think that that happens a lot for people in back of house too. And I, Another article brought up where, like, there might be, like, a language barrier, so a lot of people who work in the kitchens don't speak fluent English, and they aren't able to, like, properly verbalize or ask for what they need, and yeah. also management can't, if they can't speak, you know, whatever language, they can't communicate with those employees and ask them how they're doing and make sure they're okay, and it's just, like, kind of a, it's a really tough thing to navigate, because It's hard to, like, intervene in that cycle. It's right. It's, like, where do you even... It does feel like, where do you even begin? So it's like, okay, you have people who don't speak English as their primary language, so like, you can give them, like, English as a second language lessons, and then you have to, like, and then, like, when they reach a certain level of fluency, like, put them in contact with a counselor, and then... Oh, maybe they don't have health insurance, so then you have to, like, find... Like, it's, like, there's yeah. so much that you have to, like, where do you begin? I, I went to a seminar... Which is not to say, like, then don't do anything, but it's just, like, there's, like, myriad issues... Sure. ...in the intervention of, course. of treating all this shit. Um, I went to a seminar where, uh, during, like, it was, like, a bartender-like bar convention or something. I forget the actual name of it, but I was there and, uh, there was a, a gentleman speaking who was a business owner and he was talking about noticing these things and how they create a workplace. Like he was like, I was noticing that my dishwasher was like, as in the position, not like the machine. But, uh, we like talk, it's like that's yeah. restaurant lingo. Not like you say my bar, it's not yeah. the bar, but yeah. my dishwasher, the person who was washing dishes was having, like, was like struggling and like angry and was like, not ha- like just but he would always show up, but he was just not, like, he was upset. You could tell. And then he said, and then I figured out, like, we didn't speak each other's language. And then I figured out that he couldn't afford waterproof shoes. And so his shoes were constantly getting wet, and he was constantly uncomfortable. And it was this whole, this one little thing, and he bought him a pair of shoes. And then, like, it's just these, like, things that you have to pay attention to in in all parts of life, but, like, in those positions where someone is, like, busting their ass for no money in not great conditions and they need fucking shoes, you know, and like that might improve so much of their day. And you just, yeah. you just don't even notice those things sometimes, you know, yeah, with totally. the bravado that happens in a kitchen, you're not looking at the dishwasher shoes when that's where you should be looking. Cause that's going to improve the entire thing, you know? Yeah. It's interesting. It was just, like, those little details are just so fascinating to me how how that can improve and, like, change so much, you know? Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's everything. And then that's also, like, part of what stops that type of intervention is also, like, our culture of, like, not seeing low-wage workers and not seeing people of color and not seeing native English speakers as, like, full humans who experience, like emotional and physical discomfort and so it's like you i mean it's just it's the restaurant industry is such a hotbed for these things because it's like it's where all of these like theoretical problems in our society like come to the fore and are real problems yeah and they're played out every single day yeah in very like almost laughable perfect metaphors for life you're like okay this is a little on the nose i know sometimes industry (laughs) you're like can we get a little can we do some (laughs) punch-up okay um i think another big part of the mental health discussion um that's particular to the service industry is, but not exclusive to, is that we don't have to keep saying that for everything we know we're talking about. (laughs) Okay, whatever. Anyways, uh, um, is the, you know, substance abuse, alcohol abuse within the industry is very high. Big time. If I had numbers, I'd throw them at you, y'all, but... Uh, Well, we did read this horrible (laughs) article in the New York Times, which is like, it's specifically about substance abuse in the service industry, and I I think that they did say it's one of the highest. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I could have guessed that. Yeah, I think it's like, it's like cops, anesthesiologists, and servers are all drink, drink, drinking. (laughs) Don Draper, right up there. Right Madman. The Madman type. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, like what? You're stressed out about money? Fucking, you should kill yourself. Don't do that, though. Um (laughs) what? They meant like business people. Oh, you're talking about Lane Price. no. Oh yeah. Well, now I am. Now I'm thinking about it. Oh, I don't know why you brought that up. I'm sorry. Let's start over stressed out about No Are you? What's going on? I was talking to a businessman, like he was here. Oh, because he's like, my deals. Yeah, my yeah, deals, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like stressed out about nah, I, I had a high pressure job. Okay. That's what I meant. No, Sorry. No, no, no. I'm getting leave that in. It's fine. I just didn't. Okay, get it. great. Um, perfect. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> no one should kill themselves. Um, unless you want. Okay. Um, <laughs> God. sorry what's the right tone to i don't know that's i mean i get it the media they were saying how do we cover suicide not like newsweek did but not like the kansas city started with fucking oh yeah with kate spade's sister jesus guys that was dark that was wretched just Ugh. her sister i posted about this on my social media a bunch but her sister it was it was um unconscionable for the paper to interview her the day after her sister killed her. It was of the, of the sister to comment to publicly like that. It was awful. The whole thing is a fucking crime, but the sister, it was this comical, like, awful she sounded i said she sounded like she was just casually stirring a martini because she was just like it was the waspiest thing awful. i had ever read she was like sometimes and it was there was like all caps involved which was this she was like sometimes you simply can't save people from themselves save all caps like honey i I don't know what you want me to do about it. Cry? Well I did. I wasn't surprised. I was just like are you fucking oh kidding God, me? It was crazy. Awful. It was crazy. Newsweek the flip side of another craven journalistic <laughs> institution just openly was like Anthony or because that brand is failing. Like Newsweek as a publication is failing. Uh, they were like we're gonna drive as much traffic as we can. So they just had like who is Asia Argentino? Who is Anthony Bourdain's daughter? What was his net worth? Ugh. What are the ratings? Blah, blah, blah. And it was just literally like anything that they could publish, they did. It's like, mm, a man lost his life. Oh God. Like, and then to put the details is just so grotesque and awful and triggering and terrible. And, it, you know, it's like suicide is contagious. And that's yeah. a real thing that people kill themselves more frequently after high profile suicide. So like how dare you guys like it's completely irresponsible. It's awful. It's absolutely awful and disgusting. Um and yeah, it, it it's I don't know, but anyways, the the correlation and I think a lot of people who um are mentally ill do try to treat themselves in ways that sometimes like equal drug abuse and alcohol abuse. And if you have a high stress job on top of that, then you're extra susceptible to, to that, you know? And again, a lot of this is, we're talking about a lack of resources. We're talking about people who don't have a resource or vocabulary to treat mental health issues, whether that's depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, BPD, like any of those things. And so they turn to, what is freely available. Right. And it's fucking alcohol. Yeah, it's not health insurance, it's alcohol. Yeah, health insurance is, like, at least $100 a month. A beer is $4? (laughs) Right. Do the math. Yeah. I'm doing it right now. and (laughs) I've done the math with my life. I don't have health insurance, (laughs) and I do have an alcohol addiction. I am a living equation right now. (laughs) Bing, bing, bing. Um, Yeah, I mean, I've definitely been guilty of that. And there's also, like, you know, at work, it's like, oh, it was so stressful. Let's all take a shot. Um, it's this instant, like, ugh, yeah, Like, it's right at your, it's literally at my fingertips. Booze is at my command. And yeah, my, and all the time. I mean, it's also, like, I think that, yeah, everyone in the service industry is, like, it's it's all, it's the equivalent of, like, when you're, like, with a kid and you're, like, you're crying. Do you want ice cream? Yeah. Like, it's literally, like, you're, like, I'm upset. It's, like, oh, do you want a shot? Yeah. It's literally the response. Yes. Yes, it totally is, and I think that it that echoes throughout. Where, you know, there's a lot of people who are like, "Oh, you're having a bad day. Let's go get a drink." That's like yeah. a normal, and it's like part of it is definitely the social aspect for sure. That yeah, is of part course, of it. It's a sharing, but it also like alcohol is a depressant. It's relaxing. It's you know, it it makes you your head be. It all. I mean, really, to me, like all of this stuff is just giving your brain a rest. Yeah, totally. I mean, know? it's literally. I think that is also like, I would say at the end of service, like a nine times out of 10, like what my reaction to ending service. And I know like I was working with someone last night and they did this. It's like, you're like, what did I forget? Like, you're like, Oh, I told someone I'd bring them a glass of wine and I didn't. Yeah. Somebody asked me for mustard and I forgot to bring it to them. Right. It's like you have, it's also how you signify to your brain. Like we're done with that. Like you were in a high stress environment. Now we're done with that. We're letting it go. It's like, starting drinking is like it's not just the physical effect it's like this like pavlovian emotional trigger to just say like turn it off yep yeah you're like walking back into the world yeah (laughs) you know like a transition yeah it's like it's i think also people don't realize that it's very hard when you're in a busy service and you're just like go 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 it's very hard to turn off like if you don't drink it's like to fall asleep after a busy service yeah if you don't drink it's like hard to not be like fuck like it's hard not to beat yourself up about something it's just like alcohol is like like it really is the like like the landing gear yeah you know it's like can be really hard to walk away from a service without anything for sure i mean i definitely do it but it's like not my favorite yeah (laughs) yeah no i mean i'll do it too like working brunches sometimes you work a dinner and then you have a brunch the next day you say I can't drink because it'll fuck me up in the morning and then yep. you say I'm gonna lay here for a fucking hour because I didn't yeah. drink yeah <laughs> yeah now I have to listen to my thoughts God, nightmare she's annoying <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah then I have to hear this idiot talk I'm pointing to myself right now yeah <laughs> I call Lillian every night she's like Jesus Christ <laughs> to have a fucking drink please <laughs> Kelly, black out already. (laughs) Um, But anyways, Um, maybe let's talk some, like, personal solutions or recommendations. Like, what do you do um, having this job and this, like, unconventional lifestyle? I thought you were going to say, and this, like fucking horrible brain <laughs> like i thought well, you were gonna be like having this job and also like your shitty brain yeah that's to be under. that's yes it goes without saying the, the neurotransmitters that fail me every day of my life <laughs> <laughs> what's that like <laughs> um no but like what do you what are your like uh coping I mechanisms I will say that i don't have the best coping mechanisms, okay um which is just that's fine. Yeah, it's being you're being honest. I'm being honest. Uh, so I pretty much do the things that we said were bad in this episode. Okay, I, like I drink a lot. I isolate myself from time to time, but then when I come out of it, I usually push myself pretty hard to like seek out. Um, I'm I am like a pretty social person, so I, I I waffle between isolating myself and then pushing myself to seek people out, and so I think I I am able to strike a decently healthy balance and, and reach out to people. And, um, most of my, like my boyfriend and a lot of my, um, I hope he doesn't think that's bad that I'm saying this, but most people know, uh, a lot of my close friends are also people who have depression. And so it's like, it's, uh, I'm in a circle that it's not misunderstood and no one is yeah. like like it's not something where people are like wow kelly hasn't texted me in a month what a cunt like they're like okay. is it helpful for people to like reach out to you when they see you like isolating um, i ignore that uh-huh. uh uh-huh. i'm i know that was like a big thing that was like reach out to your friends uh it mm, no <laughs> no <laughs> not i mean for me. <laughs> when i am in my depths of depression yeah. nothing anyone can say <laughs> yeah like i, I posted about This on the internet, which I regret, but, um, only because people don't understand and put their own fear on mental illness and suicide and they don't listen to what you're saying. So uh, I was trying to be honest and just say like, I've felt suicidal. I think about suicide a lot. I'm, I am not actively suicidal, nor have I tried, but that's how some people's brains work. That's all I was really saying. And, and that to me, like. My friends were on it, which mm-hmm. at the time, I was like, whatever. But I knew that, like, someone would be there if I did really, like, people were, my friends were in it enough to see me, that happening to me, and were concerned yeah. for me. And that was helpful. I mean, looking back, at the time, when you're in that state, almost nothing, I mean, nothing matters, yeah. period, but, like, yeah. someone being like, hey, buddy, how are you?" I'm gonna be like, well, I can't even answer that question. Yeah, I, um... Yeah, I'm, I'm. I would say I'm like pretty bad about like asking for and receiving help. Yeah, it's hard. That's like yeah. a huge thing. I mean, that's like um, up there with public speaking. Boy, howdy! Hey, what a big fear. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It's hard to admit that you are like weak. You know? Yeah. Because that's what depression is. Weakness. Weakness. Get, pull yourself, hey, buddy dust off your boots and pull them on up from the straps because it's time for you to get out of bed and... Go write that ad copy. Make a day of it. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's something that I struggle with and I don't know. I don't know. And uh, I'm bad at handling. I've been on <laughs> medication um, and that does help me. Yeah, I'm not on right now because I'm stupid. Cool. Yeah. You're not, but... Um... But I mean, it, it genuinely does like make my life easier why and don't I you, should just yeah. do it. I don't know why I don't. I Get don't back know. on the horse. I know I really should. Um that's heroin H we're talking H, about. Yeah, she's like just do heroin <laughs> you fucking idiot. Uh Yeah, I mean I do I I was like medicated for a long time. Um Yeah, you don't like it. Um I did like it t- it I think for me it was like a short-term thing. And yeah. short-term I mean like 4 years, but um I eventually was like, "Oh, this makes me sweat a lot and increases my anxiety." But yeah, but it was really important for me to get out. Once, like I said, when you're in that state, you yeah, I don't think, see a way out. You know, yeah, I think that I have like such constant low-level depression that it's like it is helpful for me to do like basic day-to-day functionality to be medicated, and I that's why I don't know why I'm not on medication because it's literally like just helps me like do stuff. Yeah. Cause it's also, we've talked, I think we've talked about it on this podcast that I also have ADHD. And mm-hmm. so like, sometimes it can be hard to parse out like what is preventing me from doing a uh, normal person stuff. Right. Whether it's like that I have experienced, what am I experiencing? And they're very intertwined. And, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I go to therapy now and I love it. Um, and I think it's great. And then I think just if you do have an outlet, like. I mean, this sounds stupid, but I have, like, had to... I, I'm, I'm like, real judgy of stuff. And then, be like, after the election happened, I was, like, completely devastated by... In a way that I, like, couldn't understand... I couldn't interact with the world anymore. Or I was interacting with the world too much, really. But anyways, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna buy myself a set of watercolors. And, like, it's so dumb and I'm not good at it. But, like, stuff like that is, like forcing yourself to turn off your brain like i'll even have a glass of wine and just like paint flowers which is like so lame to, like if i looked at myself like a few years ago i'd be like you fucking idiot what are you doing like but it, that's not the point it's like the that's act true. of like creating I do, a moment you yeah. know i do two things that help me are i got movie pass and as yeah. something that like um it's like, it. it's like a small thing of like saying like, I'm going to go see this movie and then actually doing it, mm-hmm. um, which is like not an accomplishment if you're not a depressed person, but <laughs> if you are, it is. Yeah. Um. And then also I bake a lot. And so like, that is like another small thing that you can be like, I want to do this recipe and yep. then you like make it. And then also you get to like, then share it with people. Yeah. And it's like, that's like a very good thing for me. That's a really good, like bringing it back around to like food as like a celebration and like a ritual and that you're sharing it with people. And like you go out and you buy groceries and you interact with somebody who, you know, and it's like a whole, it's can be a whole day and a whole night of like a uh, contact in like community. You yeah. Know? So. This is also a uh, flip side of this. Just, um, all those like ads that are like avoid human interaction like you know like seamless ads and there's the yeah terrible it's like uh a not only are those like part of what dehumanizes restaurant workers like you being like i don't want to fucking talk to someone just give me my like by the way someone delivers that food that you don't get that without interacting with a human just because you ordered on seamless Mm -hmm. uh but also um those things are are i think toxic to all of us like the idea that self-isolation is self-care is so wrong-headed yeah and really toxic and that's like with the tina fey like sheet caking thing which i was like God. are you kidding me right now that is absolutely not what we should be doing yeah or encouraging it doesn't make it go away and it is it is true that like for example for me if i'm like i have a social job i have a social like i'm i do comedy so i'm out interacting it's exhausting so i sometimes what i do is really good for me is to be by myself at home Mm -hmm. but that's not to say that like limiting human contact especially when it involves like food or like these other like when those come into play it's just like it's a. well I think there's something to be said for saying like I need time for myself and then there's a way of dehumanizing yes of course they're not right they're not one in the same like I order takeout sometimes I'm not saying don't order takeout and stay in by yourself but like yeah but like just saying like you can say I need time to myself so I'm going to order takeout without being like I don't want the hassle of someone coming over and taking right. my or like order. Whatever. Like, it's just like so strange. Those ads are, I think so toxic. And also like, if you think that's not like a huge part of the problem of you, like not viewing restaurant workers and specifically like the drivers, the like immigrant cooks, like all of yeah, those people, of like, cause like so many drivers in New York, if you're not from New York are like, um, they're just not, they're like non-native English speakers. They're either like Asian or, Like, Latino, like, men on e-bikes. Basically, if you think that you can do anything without interacting with a human, you're part of the reason people are depressed. Sorry. Yeah. That's just true. Like, if you are trying to, like, trying to view other people as objects, that is going to make them, at the very least, sad... Good luck to all the toddlers who just look at iPads all day. I know, fuck that. Good luck to those babies, and good luck to the rest of the babies who are going to be enslaved by those babies. Yeah, sorry babies. Sorry, all the babies out there, but rough one for you. Yeah, and you don't even have Toys R Us anymore. Ugh, bummer. What do you guys even do? Oh, the iPad. The just iPad hit thing. a thing. Cool. Well, I feel like we we did a we we ran the whole thing. We did. Yeah, that's it. I think it's good. Um, something will, will make us less depressed is if you give us five stars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, but still do it. Yeah, please. We love it. And, uh, as always, we thank you all so much for listening. If you do have any, uh, questions or, Hey, you just want to talk, uh, shoot us an email over at the F O H pod at com, and mm-hmm. we'll get back to you promptly promptly because we have nothing else to do. Right. Or Lillian, will get back to you because... Uh, Kelly's I, too sad to answer text. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. I just not because I forget to check that email. But uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you really feel? Oh my god. Lillian right. doesn't believe I'm depressed because I'm not skinny. I don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe you're depressed and I don't believe in doctors. <laughs> Good night. Bye. <Goodbye. laughs>